Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chilling Nay Podcast, your premier VGC podcast. My name is Rashil, aka Konkodonk VGC. VGC. I'm joined by Tommy Hayden and Sableye VGC. What is up, guys? Absolutely nothing. You know, coming off that, uh, coming off a local PC, but you know, we've got Portland to talk about. We don't care about my premier challenge, Tommy. What's going on with you? <laughs> We don't care about Portland. There was a 700-person tournament online, right? Wait, there Isn't was? Over here talking about? I, I uh, didn't even know that that happened. It's Tommy's tour, man. That was Tommy's tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh uh, sorry, sorry. You were talking about Hit and Run Tour. I thought you meant, like, this yeah. weekend. I, for... no, <laughs> I was like, there was a 700-person tournament this weekend? Dude, so much has happened to move the meta forward, like, way crazy. faster than I ever anticipated. Yep. Like... It feels like we've been playing Regulation F way longer than we've actually been playing Regulation F with the amount of development that there's been because of the grassroots tournaments before Portland today. Yep. Yeah, so there were so many cool teams. So we are actually recording like shortly after Portland Regional Finals have concluded. So this is pretty much our live unfiltered thoughts of what we think of Regulation yep. F and what we thought of Portland um, literally watching the finals right before we hopped on. So... There's so much to talk about. This is just kind of kind of be a free flow conversation about what we thought about Portland and the bunch of like 400, 500, 600, 700 person tour online tours that were happening since yeah. um, Regulation F has started. Like Tommy has said, to push the metaphor. But congratulations to Alex Underhill, yes. um, his yes. third regional win, um, and he won it with um, a team of. Uh, Dragonite, Chien Pao, Ogre Pond Water, and Tay, Raging Bolt, and Fluttermane. So cool to see that um, Numan get its yep. first first regional win in the first tournament. But I want to open it up for you guys. Um, any initial thoughts on, on Portland and what you guys saw? When was the last Tsui Arcanine win? <laughs> it's off. I mean, it's falling off. It's falling so we won off. Every tournament in Regulation E. And now we're out of regulation E, and immediately there's only one in the top eight. Yep. And is this Ripmon really never going to win again because it's not regulation E? No, it will have its time. I just don't think okay. it does anything anymore. And my main reasoning for this is before you wanted a hyper offense fire type, Arcanine was incredibly strong for that. It was the option you would run for that on your speed control and your tailwind teams. Or if you wanted a really bulky piece, you could also utilize it that way. But now, with these two new fire types in Entei and Incineroar coming back into the, into the mix, it's if I'm looking for a fire type on a hyper offense team, I'm going Entei. If I'm looking for a fire type on a defensive pivot team, I'm going Incineroar. Arcanine is that weird neutral where it kind of wants to be both, and it's just sitting in that middle. Why not just pick one of the, be the more extremes that are just better at what they want to do? And I got another thing, too, before we move on. Uh, is Armorage, I want to speak about another fire type. Is Armorage never going to see size spam success now that Hattering took over with that expanding force role? Having... Like, immediately. Immediately. First team without it. It's it's pretty crazy. I, I definitely want to talk about the size spam team yeah. because... Yeah. We'll get like, to it. That's very interesting. Uh, before we do, I just want to talk about Fraud. I mean, like, this thing was supposed to come in and be the king again. And we've only seen two now in the top eight. Very interesting, I think. Um, which is really cool that there's been like Neither a made lot. It to finals. And... What's that? Neither made it to finals. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to say that there weren't um, 
Yeah, even in top 16, not that many there. I think, like, what, two more in top 16? Yeah, so four out of the top 16, which is, I mean, something that has obviously dominated VGC in the past. I think um, the inner focus mods and just the level of kind of hyper offense that we have available to us now is really making Incineroar a lot more checked than um, it has been in the past. I mean, we have some of these usage stats up for... Um, Day one and day two, it was forty-two point eight percent in day one and thirty-one percent in day two. Not even a top three most used mod. It actually came in at fourth. Yeah. So, want to get your thoughts on Incineroar and kind of where its places in regulation F? Pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Ryan, go, go, Ryan, go, go, Ryan. No, um, so for me, it's one of those ones where we're kind of seeing, especially with these Scarlet and Violet formats, where I don't want to say the fall off of balanced teams. But I will say the more so traditional balance teams of I'm going to have two to three pivot pieces and a couple heavy hitters and a big setup piece, right? Those traditional balance teams are kind of falling off, and that's where Incineroar really shined, right? We don't see that here anymore. We're seeing those really, really aggressive teams or those big, like like uh, you guys have the, the side spam, the hard trick room stuff, right? Is Incineroar still very good? Absolutely. It's yeah. just not... It's just there's less balanced teams to slot Incineroar on, right? Back in the day, it was the format was defined by balance. And as a balanced player, I love that. Now, the format, in my opinion, if you're going to say it's defined by anything, I would say it's defined by a very, very aggressive version of balance, right? We never, back when Incineroar was sweeping tournaments, we never had the whole, we're going to be immediately blowing things up with this game we didn't have that aggressive form of balance that was as successful as it was so now that we have yeah. that you can't really just slap incineroar on a regular old balance team and say yes this is going to work anymore the mod is still incredible and i think as the format develops you're going to see the incin and knowing what it needs to calc for knowing what it needs to be able to survive you're going to see it creep back into the metagame not that it's really out of it at 31 percent but it definitely isn't the, uh, I'm going to sweep uh, VGC anymore. I think it benefits from Chen Pao, too. I think Chen Pao helps it a lot, too. Mm. See, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think Chen Pao hurts it because the Intimidate matters a little bit less when you have Chen Pao on the field. And I feel like, also, there's, like, Clear Amulet now, right? Which is not seeing, like, the most yeah. usage or anything. Though, but it's but there. An, an out countermeasure. Also, there's a lot of more anti-fake-out measures. Um, with yeah, just yeah. Terra Ghost and Cobra stuff like Cloak. that, right? Uh, like Covert Cloak. Um, there's just obviously one of the best, the best mod at VGC right now in the last year's Fluttermane, right? And mm -hmm. like that is obviously a ghost type, doesn't care about um, fake out and is a little bit of a mini Xerneas in the way that yeah. it can just hit hit uh, instant for neutral, but just with Specs with Terra Fairy, it's just doing so much damage, right? Um, so, and then there's like the really good inner focus mods, Entei, Dragonite, just doesn't care about fake out, doesn't care about the intimidate, and just hitting super hard with the choice band, extreme speed, or even just a, yep. you know, standard extreme speed with Entei. Yep. I think there's just a lot of countermeasures. Ogre Pond Water, um, if we're on that uh, I was going to say, we see a lot of Ogre Pond Water as right. well. My fire type um, wants to beat the grass type, but now the grass type is a water type, and I can't beat the water, can't beat the grass type. 
Yep, and you could just counter the Intimidate by just going for Terra Water, right? And then now you're, okay, now you're going to dive Diving Cudgel. Mm -hmm. um, and it has an increased crit rate, too. Like, And then obviously there's Urshifu, right? Where we don't even have to talk about it. It's just <laughs> don't have to talk about that one. Wait, wait, what's the, who's this Urshifu guy you speak of? Is he any good? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you'll see some usage, but... Yeah, he didn't wait, even did win a region, though. What a fraud. Did both make top 12 in usages tournament in day two? Uh, yeah, both made top two, yeah. uh, top 12 in uh, day two. Not, I don't believe in day one, but yeah, both nope. made it in day two. Nope. Yeah. I, I think day two was really Chen Pao and friends. Like, that's what the graphic looked like to me. Because again, yeah. look at it's one, two, three, four, five, six physical attackers mm -hmm. after Chen Pao. In it's Urshifu, Rapid, Incineroar. Rillaboom, Dragonite, Entei, and Ogre Pond Water, all right directly after Chen Pao and the usage. Round out, like, the yep. top whatever that is, to top eight. Yeah. That's so many physical attackers. That, that That's why I say instant benefits from the Chen Pao. Because now it gets that extra 25% boost that really makes a difference on a high, like, natural attack stat with stab moves. Flare Blitz is 120 base power. Knockoff is really good utility too. That what's its base power when it knocks off a move? Like these are high base yep. power stab attacks from a high base attack stat. That extra twenty five percent adds up. Yep, hundred. Like that's why I say Chen Pao helps Insin in that aspect. Yeah. But again, to see six physical attackers after Chen Pao was eye opening to me. Yeah. Like this Mon ran this tournament. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know a little bit where, like, that's for sure. Insin's damage up can be increased, but I think you know Insin's. Effect is having a little bit less of an increase, or yeah. a less of an impact than in normal. Where it's a physically dominated yeah. meta, Instant is literally the anti-physical mod, right? It has intimidate, right? It has party shot, and it's still a physically dominated meta. You know, like yeah. that's just yeah. how it's how it's going. Agreed. I also want to point out that this none of these usage stats to me are all that surprising. There's a few things we can talk about that I think are surprising, and obviously we'll bring them up as the day goes on. But seeing aggressive teams taking the first regional of the format yeah. does not come as a surprise to me in the slightest. Yeah, you yeah. want When it's the first event, and I think I've said this numerous times on this podcast, we're only 12 episodes in, and I think I've said it in at least four <laughs> of these episodes now, but you want like a well. team that you can pilot and say this is the game plan. And yeah. that is so much easier to look at from an offensive standpoint. The The when you have to say, what's my game plan? And your game plan, be you're looking at it and go, oh, my game plan is to kill things. Makes it's, It just makes so much sense, right? But from a balance standpoint, it's normally, okay, how do I be reactive to the things that want to do that, right? And that doesn't normally happen until the meta starts to develop. So seeing, like Tommy said, the Shen Pao plus all those physical attackers, not a huge surprise for me because people are looking for that way to just give themselves what they can take, what's given to them, mm -hmm. and they're going to look for that way to win. And hyper-offense early on in formats tends to be the best way to go about doing that. Yeah, and I, I think to, like, really build off of that is, like, what we really saw, I think, was shown in the top eight here and in, in a lot of the tournament was priority spam is king right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if we look at some of these top teams, we had Tianpao, Dragonite, um, Raging Bolt, Entei all have priority moves, right? That's yep. the Underhill team that yep. won. And then obviously um, in Chuppa's team, there was Chen Pao Dragonite. And um, 
nothing really on Anton's team, team, but nope. then Colin has again the champ. It's the same team as Underhill, yep. you know. And then we go down a couple. Joe was using like the team that Riley's been using all year, yep. which is Genpao, Dragonite, uh, King Gambit. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we're just seeing priority spam, and there's. And, and... I want to talk about a mod we didn't see though. And what's that? Rillaboom. There's no way to stop my terrain if I am indeed in the top eight. I was rooting so hard for Brendan. I was like, oh, he has a good – like, having to play Colin in five games straight or whatever. That's I crazy. think Colin won 2-0. That, like – because they played the last game mm -hmm. of Swiss, round 14, into the first yep. game of top eight. Yep. So, to have to play, like, back again, I, I was talking to one of his friends. I said, tell him to get into Trick Room early. No shenanigans beforehand. If you're going to do shenanigans, do Trick Room with Ndidi, Expanding Forts with Hatterene. Because you can risk losing a hat a little bit there. Yeah. But, like, tell him get into Trick Room. And I think he's going to do well. Yep. And then Colin tweeted out 1-2-0. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I'll give you the floor kind of. What do you think of the size spam team? What are your thoughts on no Armor Rouge, no Iron Crown yep. either, um, notably? Uh, a hard Trick Room team, Hattering is back with Expanding Force, has the Gallade. Um, or as it's uh, commonly known as Sarah Ledge. Um, but wanted to know your <laughs> thoughts on what what you thought about the Sizefam team. Um, I love Urshifu Dark, uh, Choice Scarf especially. I think the Terra Stellar was a mm -hmm. just phenomenal call by Brandon. And getting the extra oomph on your Wicked Blows like that, while they're like, you know, I'm now I can do close combat the same. Now I can do U-turn if I want to get that extra oomph on U-turn. I yep. am not, like, I don't care about the defensive purposes. If I'm using this for offense, let's use it for offense. And I really like that aspect of his Terra Stellar Urshifu. Because that with Choice Scarf and Helping Hand and Didi, like, if you're, you're adamant, you pick up most of the KOs you need to. There's less Landorus Therions running around, so you don't have to worry about the jolly, like, Choice Scarf Lando Tease anymore. So adamant feels like the right call if he's running that. Um... Gallade with he's running wide guard. I've seen upper hand, and I like both. I think I like upper hand a bit more than wide guard because then he changed my terrain. Fake out or grassy glide. I'm gonna upper hand you. You're gonna flinch, and then Torkoal mm -hmm. still does what it wants. Uh, so to see wide guard there was really cool adaptation. I thought too, but like sacred sword and psycho cut with the sharpness, with the uh, high base like high base attack stat Gallade. Natural stab yeah. moves like we're talking about with Ensign, yep. but you invest in it. Like unlike Ensign, where Ensign mostly wants to be defensive, Blade wants to be offensive, and uh, running clear amulet, so you still you you don't get those attack drops is huge. I think Hatterene. Now Hatterene it got boosted very much so by the fact that there's no wide guard running around too, and now expanding force yep. and dazzling gleam are just big boy damage. In the terrain, that expanding force off 136 base special attack with the life orb is going to pick up KOs. I don't care if you're not Terra Psychic anymore like you were on Armorage. Like, Armorogue, Terra Psychic, life orb at 125 base special attack, you're going to get more KOs, I think, than with the Hatterene. But the Hatterene's going to be more consistent because yeah. the Dazzling Gleam does more now, too. Yeah, you also can't Even get he, uh, he, taunted he, with Magic Bounce, right? So. Yeah, so yeah. Magic Bounce, you can't put Spored. You can't Spored be taunted. Is a big one too, yeah. Um, it's it's a big slow. and it's it's slower right. than a Moongus. Yeah, it's one base point slower than a Moongus. So you where Armorage was just in that weird speed tier. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Torkoal's Torkoal. That's Turtle's awesome. There's just so many multipliers. Like even though 
He doesn't have the best special attack, even though there's so many things that resist it right now. Look at how... So, Alex Underhill had four mons that resisted fire. Chumpa had one, two, three, four mons that resisted it. One of them quad resisted. Then uh, the third place team. One, two, three... Well, two and a half because the Ogre Pond water. Like, there are so many resistances to Torkoal. And to see him still do well with Torkoal in this format, I low-key think it's a weak link right now, which is crazy to say. But I think you need that consistent fire damage right now at the same time. But it's just... Uh, it's in a Torkoal weird spot. Not, it's just... Like, nothing really... Res- like, truly, truly... Re- yeah. Like, unless you're, like, a quad yeah. resist, like, it's doing damage. It's it's yeah. not ever, like, doing nothing, you know? Like, yeah. unless it's, you know, flash fire or something like that. But, like, it's, it's a good something that's chipping down, and if it's neutral then it can it has a chance to oko with just like the amount of multipliers that you can put on need that too yeah. you need that in trick room you know you that more yeah. than anyone so yeah, no, it, it sure. being the weak link is uh, what it's a testament to how strong i think the team is that's fair <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. a big like counter to rillaboom right it's yeah. just like you want to switch you in rillaboom know. on an eruption yeah. like no, not don't. really and so like either you prevent the expanding force or you prevent the eruption yeah. but you're not like gives you that element really- to gives you that way to attack from a different angle too, right? And I think that's massive for Trick Room because sometimes, you know, Trick Room, same with like some of the Dondozo teams and stuff, you know, the, the method becomes very linear. But when you have a Trick yep. Room team like Brandon's here, right? They have so many modes to attack under that Trick Room, right? The Hatterene yep. can do big damage. The Gallade yep. can do big damage. The Torkoal can do big damage. Yep. The Ursaluna can yep. do big damage, right? When you yep. have that many different lines in Trick Room, it makes it very tough for the player playing against that to say, okay, which mode or which way are they going to approach this game? And that's how you're going to have to adapt it. Because my answers to Ursaluna are not going to be my same answers to Torkoal. And even if I can find oh. one commonality in a in a resistance there, then I still have to worry about the Ndidi, the Hatterene, right? Just having those different modes. So yes, it might not be like the strongest link on the team, but I think it's a must-have piece just because of the different angle it takes at t- hitting, the, uh, hitting the opponent's team. Yep. And yeah, I gotta check if he was running uh, Swords Dance on the Ursaluna. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it, it is... was Swords Dance? Ursaluna is Protect, Earthquake, Facade, and Headlong Rush. So no oh, it is dance. Earthquake. So Earthquake clears the board. Yeah. You can't Earthquake next to a lot of the other, po- like, actually next to any of the other mons on the nope. team, right? You now. Earthquake beside your own Wide Guard. You set your own Wide Guard and Earthquake. Guard or... Yeah, so that's why he has Wide Guard over. Yeah. Upper hand. I see. That's why I'm in testing with upper hand and sword stance on Ursaluna. I like that. Like, that's what I've been testing, and I like that a lot too. Yeah. So there's like yeah. slight changes that change the way you play this team completely at the same time too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if that's one thing I liked about Terra Grass Armorage too, because Brian Collins tipped me off to this. He's like, if you just earthquake and Terra Grass expanding force, not much. Yeah. Clears <laughs> every board. Nothing really I'm, lives I'm, that. I, he. Uh, <laughs> He used my team for uh for San Antonio. He asked me about it, and I was the one who was like, he was like, when do you ever earthquake? And I was like, trust me, just terror, just earthquake and terra grass expanding force, and you will clear the board every time. Like, it is and then he so told good. me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. So strong. You it's just so, clear so the strong. board. There's nothing you it's can so do. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy strong. It's super cool to see a team that's like not necessarily utilizing any of the new mons from the DLC or anything like that, but the utilizing actually some of the new moves yeah. from the, or not really even new move, just something getting a move back 
yeah. from the DLC. And that's really cool to see where it's um, just some of those impacts that the DLC is having outside of just the new Pokemon that you can kind of look mm -hmm. into when you're team building for future regionals, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, okay. I, I got to bring it up. It's It's been like 20 minutes into the episode. I got to talk about it. Undozo getting no! second at nine. I mean, it's we were so close. We were so close to greatness um, in terms of Don Dozo almost getting its uh, first NA regional win. But yeah. um, congrats to Chuppa for making an insane run, um, getting his second second place finish with Don Dozo. Um, it is everyone out was, here doesn't count Pokey Alex. No one counts Pokey Alex with the solo Dozo. All right, okay, Dozo Commander Dozo <laughs> with Tatsugiri and Don Dozo. Um, I think it's a different that's, archetype, that's Tommy. I think it's a different it's a archetype different entirely. <laughs> yeah. But um, super cool team. Um, the Meteor Beam Glamora is really awesome. And then, then there's that spiky, uh, or sorry, that Ogre Pond with Covert Cloak. It kind of just, uh, with Defiant, that kind of is a little bit of a, um, something you'd think is weak to Incineroar, but can you apply that pressure onto yeah. Incineroar? Really you unique know, so. choice. Someone yeah, really, really creative had to come up with that. Yeah, it's it's a really cool choice, and I think the team overall is really strong. Um, so I'm very curious to see how people react to it um, for for future regionals. But um, as a Dozo player myself, I am super happy <laughs> that Dozo has shown that it is beat the uh, only good in online tours allegations and showing up in uh, placing placing really big in uh, in Portland. So it's super cool to see. Where... I, I think it, in early regionals, it's always really strong. So um wasn't super surprised but really really cool dozo is one of those Wait. pokemon that the strategy itself is just fundamentally there right like it has the tools to just be a good pokemon and a good yeah. strategy to utilize right the tools yeah. are there it's like saying that like oh fake out plus a setup pokemon is really really good anytime you can utilize that it's generally a good strategy same with don dozo Generally right. speaking, as a whole, the way the Dondozo strategy gets set up is a strong and consistent strategy. Now, whether or not it fares nicely into the game, who knows? But generally speaking, it is a very nice strategy and a very consistent strategy. In the long, it's a bit linear, but hey, that's Dozo for you. Also, we are 22 minutes into the episode. Let's just assume we've been talking about Psy Spam and Dondozo for, I don't know, 10 minutes of it now. I'm dying <laughs> over here, guys. I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> What happened right, last take January? It, take it, you take it. What, what's the next what thing you want to talk about? What happened last January? Uh, what, what was the finals matchup last January? <laughs> it was Chuffa Dondozo. It was Chuffa Dondozo in second. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's deja vu. It's crazy. It's just... It's so wait, just... what's going to be... What's going to be... How does GSOX team compare to Alex's team? What can we take away? What trends can we take away from the January... Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. But I will soon, tell right? you, if we're looking at this, if Orlando is the next regional or was the next regional last season, does yeah. that mean Charlotte. this year it's Charlotte now, right? But does yeah, that mean yeah. the call for Charlotte, if we're saying the regionals are going in order, does this make the call for Charlotte Paris Trap? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I forgot that that's what it was. Yep. Because <laughs> that's what happened last Ooh. year. <laughs> That's a tough so one. Let's see that, if it honestly, follows that trend. No, Paris Trap is not the answer. Do not play Paris. It is not good anymore. The, the format is, is way too good. aggressive. The format is so way tough. too aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot do Paris Trap. Don't listen to them. Yeah. 
You can't fake out Power Song without just taking a huge E speed from Dragonite or whatever it is. You yeah. know, like there's it's just not. <laughs> Can we? But more importantly, I think we need to talk about one of the bigger storylines heading into the event, and that was yep, uh, yep. Joseph Ugarte, back-to-back Portland Regional Champion, coming champ, in to try champ. and defend his title. Uh, if he champ, had done champ. it, we were all ready to start making a joke about the X9 being the amount of times he was going to win Portland Regionals, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he oh, yeah. did end up falling in top eight, but still in an absolutely incredible run to just basically show yeah. up to this regional and basically say this regional is mine. It's he started crazy. two two, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, he, he started, started two two, start, brought it all the way back. One out in day one, and I mean, even just watching that set versus Adi, mm-hmm. um, I like it. Just felt like he had plot armor. Like the <laughs> like, it was like Joe, like Adi. I'm sorry, you just don't have a chance here. Like it's just Joe's regional. Joe's it just regional. felt that way. Watching it, like and he, I think he had two stream matches. Was it I, one stream match I'm on not day sure. two or just two? I'm not sure. But I think he only had one day two. He only had one day two. Um, but he had. I know that he had made in day two. He won three in a row, and then I think yeah, he did lose um in the stream match, um, and unfortunately um and then he was able to make it to top eight. I think he got streamed again in top eight actually. Yeah, so he did get streamed twice. I'm pretty yeah. sure, and then he lost his top eight yeah. match. Um, and Anton came out of nowhere and crushed it. By the way, I don't know who that mm-hmm. dude is, but he crushed it. He. Anton, yeah, had a really good run. He had multiple stream matches as well, and um, yeah. he his whole. I saw that his top finishes had been two top two, thirty-two finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was like his first like um, regional top cut. But really great run by him. Um, honestly, yeah. watching him play the way that he was piloting Goldango, especially, um, it was super impressive. Like he went for maybe like seven, eight na- nasty plots in the course of, like, three games or something like that <laughs> um, in day one against Raga. Like, it was yeah. really crazy. So, I mean, it was it was, it was a really cool regional, Gold, but... Goldengo yeah, will uh, do I that. Was, I, I was rooting for Joe a little bit. I was just like, this, yeah, this dude were. seems like he has the plot it's armor cool story to go line, all right? the way again. It's just a cool yeah. storyline. That's what, that's what you watch, Joel. you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, really, how many times... Adi said he played Joe, like, two or three times now in winning innings at regionals. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah that is that's absolutely brutal. brutal. I have a friend that's played Wolf twice. He's had two winning innings versus Wolf at regionals. One of them oh, was yeah, Orlando. Yeah. And, G- and yeah, another yeah, one was yeah, a recent yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brutal, too. That's tough. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes you just don't get the luck of the draw. Having to play Joe two or three times now for winning in situations. Like, yeah. Adi's got to make it now next time. Like, if you get paired with Adi in a winning in, he's going to be so relieved to see whoever you are because you're not Joe. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, no, my gosh. Sure. But, all right. We, we've spent most of this time talking Gundozo, so I spam. I want you to take what, – what team do you want to talk about, Sela? I'll leave it. Honestly, it. Go for it. Go for honestly it. though, they're good things to talk about, though, right? They need to be discussed, so I don't mind talking about them yeah. at all. I just want to make that clear. Before someone comes in the comments and is like, wow, this Ryan guy really hates Dozo and Sizepam. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. Come on. Don't we all hate it? Anyways, besides honestly, the point. Honestly, I think we're, we're one of the only do- pro Dozo Sizepam pods out there or, like, channels out there. So I'm leaving the podcast, guys. I'm leaving the podcast the propaganda's real <laughs> um oh yeah what um, team stood up to you? where to let's see uh hisuian arcanine top eight ryan haig we'll, we'll go there shout right. out ryan he's a really cool dude too yeah 
Hey, you know what? He's got a cool oh. name. I, I I really like his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, great. Like, definitely not Ryan, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely not the Ryan part. That's definitely not what I was referring to, right, Conk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, but... that was cool. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before the pod recording. That, like, this is one of the true, like, balanced teams. Mm-hmm. Love that, Tommy. Uh, love the Chuppa. <laughs> is meme. that Chuppa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, it says Chuppa is overflowing with space power. Yeah. Love Shout that. out Jacob Scrawl. Send that in the. Uh... Yeah, I sent oh. that in the thing already. I said I think it'd be a good thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, I think this Shout is why they do true balance teams, especially in the top yeah. eight. So, uh, want to get your thoughts on kind of what you where you think the balance. Meta has headed a little bit what you kind of see from, from the balance teams that made top eight. Yeah, okay. Um, so for me, balance, I mean, like I said at the beginning, it's one of those ones where it's really just kind of waiting its time to see what hyper-offense matchups it actually needs to react to. Obviously, we know a little bit, right? Like, we've seen some online tours, and we've got, okay, yeah, we obviously got to keep an eye on Shenpao Ente stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Like, I could go on for days. But... Yep. Yep. The way the meta develops is going to be pivotal on how balance develops. And right now, I think Latios had its time, but I think it's time to bench the Latios. I, I, I mean, obviously, I say that, but it did just get top eight at the regional on Ryan's team. I, I just don't think it's doing enough anymore. It just doesn't do enough back to keep up with the sheer hyper-offensive nature of the meta right now. Now, maybe the meta dies off on hyper-offense a little bit, and Latias does become good because I don't think it's a bad mod. It has the tools to do well. It's that passive tailwind, that bulky piece that can just tank hits when you need it to. And it's really, really strong because of that. Now, the one thing I really want to talk about balance, and my main thing is where do I see balance heading? And I really, really, really want to discuss Ogre Pond Water. Because yes, to me, please. that mod is balance. And I believe Ogre Pond Water and Fluttermane is going to be the way balanced teams tend to shape up right now. And if you look at it, I believe that's there's three Ogre Pond Water plus Fluttermane in top eight or four. One, two. Uh, there is I have a four. question, Mr. Balance, when you're done. There is four Ogre Pond Fluttermanes. Ogre Pond Water plus Fluttermane. That is incredibly, incredibly strong. You can do so much with just those two. And I think I like Incineroar on that core as well. That on its own, I can cycle around my Firewater Grass core, cycle around no problem, have the bulk, have the offense when I want the offense with Ogre Pond because it still hits really hard, right? And then yes, you have yeah. Fluttermane yeah. as your big damage dealer, and then you really just close it out with whatever flavor of the month you really want, right? Now, whether that's yeah. a couple oh. bulky pieces and one more offense, two more offense and one more bulk, that's really going to come down to how the meta shapes up. But right now, I think that's where balance needs to head. If you're looking to run balance, it's there. And if you're not running Ogre Pond Water, you have to run Amoongus. It is one of those two things on balance, in my opinion, that needs to be happening on balance. Now, obviously, I say needs to be happening like it's a must-have. I don't know if it's a must-have, but it, it's, you're hurting yourself if you're trying to run balance without them, I think. Yeah. I have two questions. I hopefully can have they two coexist? Can they coexist on a good balance team? And why did we see Iron Hands fall off as much as we did I thought it was going to stick around on that balance core that we've been talking about with Fluttermane and Ogre Pond okay. Water. So, for the coexisting, you're talking about Amoongus and Ogre Pond? Amoongus and... Yes. And my thing with that is generally they're doing very similar things. 
And when it comes down to the game time decisions of what do I bring here, because the meta is so offensive and you need to actually win damage trades more often than not, you tend to just say, oh, I'm going to bring Ogre Pond. Or you play super crazy defensive and you just bring Amoongus. Now, obviously they do a little bit different, right? Amoongus is that more passive. It's going to put on the pressure because of spores and redirection. But then you got Ogre Pond, it's redirection, but it's pressure is coming from the damage, you know? You get the Horn Leech coming back. You actually completely are immune to that Urshifu Surging Strike, right? They kind of yeah. similar, very similar roles. They probably could coexist. I just, every time I've tried both, I find myself bringing one and not the other. And one of those slots just becomes a quote-unquote dead slot, right? So yeah. I think it could work. It just It's just one of those things where it's like, you all of a sudden have two grass-type redirectors, and it just doesn't feel like it's the greatest synergy there on the team. But it could definitely work. And then in terms of Iron Hands, part of yeah. me right now is really, really thinking it's just new Toy Syndrome. And okay. everybody's like, oh, Instant's going to beat Iron Hands because, yeah, Iron Hands at minus one is a big frowny face. But you also have the Raging Bolt on the other side that is taking up that electric slot that a lot of other players okay. are trying out. Right, so whether it's the introduction of Incineroar, the Raging Bolt coming back into the meta as well, there is just so many things right now working against Iron Hands. But the Mon is going to come back. It is not going to be gone for long. It's going yeah. to be. It's going to swing back into things. There, there's no way it doesn't. That's. Yeah. I think you just need a clear amulet now. Uh see, I don't know if I like that. I think you can still get away with the assault vest. I think it just require. Yeah. It's going to require the meta to kind of develop you also get burned by sacred fire entei now which just feels really yeah. bad <laughs> like you know you can't fake out the entei it's gonna click sacred fire into you and about 50 percent of the time it's going to get the burn so doesn't feel great right like you really want to try and find yeah. it. before there was no intimidates there was none of that you could kind of just sit there cycle around a little bit do your thing but the meta is kind of shifting away from it and you also got the new toys i think you're going to see it creep back in, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as dominant. But it'll be around. I'm look, looking here, and I think <laughs> the top placing Iron Hands, if I'm not mistaken, is by Jin Furai. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Luke yeah. Bauer. And it wasn't even on like a, like a bounce team or anything. Oh, it's it's a hard, hard trick room. Team. Yeah. <laughs> hard trick room. Yeah. So, Shout out Clear Amulet Hands. Yeah. People using Clear yeah. Amulet. Clear Amulet Hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, and that was the only one in top 32, and then the next one, yeah, is a little bit down in top 64. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hands really fallen off, but I agree. I think it's got too, like, its stats are too good. Its yeah. uh, moves are too good for, I think, it to be gone for too long. I do think people will figure out the right set for it, the right builds for it, and that it'll be back on the balance comps because it was just so strong against stuff that's still strong right now, and it theoretically should be strong against hand, uh, Incineroar, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it will be back. Um, a couple other things I want to touch on, especially if we delve into top 16 here. Yeah, for sure. Two other comps, um, two other comps and another unique mod that I want to talk about. So first um, is Rain, specifically Ar Archiladon Rain. Mm -hmm. So this was something that we were seeing a lot in the online tours, Stamina, Assault Vest Archiladon um, with rain comps, as it was just a mod that was hard to remove, um, and it could go for those um, electro shots without having to wait at two turns to boost up and then go for an electric attack. Um, not something that we saw a lot of at this tournament, yeah. actually, and I think it was 
could even see that falling a little bit in the online tours but leading up to portland it had this kind of like we had this microwave of meta development mm -hmm. um with all these online like really big online tours right before and so it had its time for a very short period of time and then it kind of fell off right before portland curious on your guys thoughts on like its power to come back and like or you think it's kind of like it was it was quickly found out that it was a little bit fraudulent. It wasn't the team. Uh, it wasn't the comp to build around. What do What do you guys think about that? Yeah, Tommy, go. For I it. think you should listen to what Ryan said last week's episode. <laughs> Ryan, you hit the freaking nail on the I, head. I am. I am you, the channel's you, prediction. I, I am our prediction you, person. Spot on. I'm spot uh, on dude, every exactly single time. What you said. <laughs> what? Go back and listen. It's exactly it is what the said. exact. It is the ex you are seeing the exact thing that I said was going to happen. This is a yeah. mod that is going to go oh, six said. three at a regional. A few will sneak yep. into day two, and yep. it just is a mod yep. that when it's prepped for, it is not nearly as Tell menacing. Tell him, yeah. Tell him, Ryan. That's what it is. Preach. It is. Don't yep. get me wrong. Yep. I think the strategy is decent. I think the strategy can, can win games. There's, don't get me wrong. Don't, I don't need the I don't need the Archaladon believers coming into the chat and being like, uh, why you keep calling my get boy him. bad? I get that. It's not bad. Okay. It also got top four at my local PC yesterday. So it is a good core. It has things going for it. But when it all boils down, I just don't think it's a mon that actually holds out at a regional level because you are going to have answers to it. And... Not yeah. to say that you can't break through the answers to it, because everybody has like their Tornerish answers, you know. People have their Dozo answers, and those still those things still break through those molds sometimes and just win anyways, right? So not to say that it can't do that. It, it just feels like a mod that these are the type of results you're gonna get from it, you know. You're gonna go six three, yeah. or you're gonna just barely make day two, and once you're in day two, it's gonna just depends on matchups and stuff from there, obviously, but. This is about the result I'd expect from our Caledon moving forward. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of the, the other mons that I want to talk about. Um, so for the new mons, we saw uh, the Iron Boulder, right? And, Wait, there was um, an Iron Boulder? Fire. One Gouging no, Fire, one no fire in all of Day 2, no Iron Boulders. Okay, I was about to say, I didn't um, see yeah, the Iron Boulder. Yeah. Oh, no. So we're seeing, and then Iron Crown, only a couple, but one in top 16. And yes. so we, we did see one have um, some success. And so want to quickly talk about that and kind of... Um, also, I'm going to toot my own horn. I said Iron Boulder would have, like, no usage, and it did have, like, no <laughs> usage. And same with... Uh, I thought Gouging Fire was going to be mid. All I'll say is there was one in day two. Um, I, I'm, but... I'm, 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 I'm... I don't think... I think it's beating the mid allegations. I just don't think people are using it right. <laughs> I don't yeah. think people I, are I, using it right. And that's definitely, definitely could be the case. Although I, I think um, Colin might have had it right. Close anyway. Colin it takes had it right. That fire All I'm going to yeah. say is Colin had it right for gouging fire. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I, I won't, I won't say anything more on gouging fire, but what I want, I do want to talk about is the iron crown spy Sam team. Cause yes. I'm curious on what you think about this version of size spam and um, so we did see kind of more traditional hard trick room size spam go further with top eight, but curious on your guys' thoughts on the staying power of Iron Crown and kind of what you guys have been seeing from that mon. You guys think it's something that's going to stay or was it kind of here was its testing ground and it's not going to do that great going forward? Mr. Size Spam, go for it. Yeah. Everett's a cool dude, man. He, he's, I think he's, uh, 
with them Pokey Volt Club guys. I like them guys over there. Shout out Belly Bolt. Uh, shout out uh, all those guys and whatnot. But shout out Everett for doing well with the size spam, man. I'm looking at it now. It has Torkoal and Ursaluna, Indeedy, and Iron Crown. So those are like three of my dudes. Those are three of my guys. And to see again the choice scarf Urshifu, but rapid strike over the dark one. And then he's like, I just need as much damage as possible. Please set the terrain in DD and then I'll swap in my Chi Yu. I'll Terra Psychic, Booster Energy, Special Attack, my Iron Crown, and yeah, like have as much damage as possible. Um, Tachyon Cutter and Focus Blast is something I love. And I felt like that was a get out of jail free card yep. when I was using it on my Armor Rogue. And Focus Blast on a Mon as powerful as Iron Crown with the Chi Yu drop next to it. Or with the Helping Hand. It's just like, yo, are you kidding me? It's just going to do dumb damage. Even non-stab. Um, I mean, it's, it's an answer, right? It's like... Yeah, to see how much... Last-ditch Focus Blast. Yeah. Again, with the Chi Yu next to it, too. Yep. It brings it to the next level. The way Everett's team is built, it's like, yo, I'm going to take as much damage as possible, and there's not much you could do to stop me. Because yep. Rillaboom wants to stop me. I have Chi Yu, I have Torkoal. Uh, what else wants to stop him? Instin wants to stop me. I have Choice Scarf, Urshifu, Rapid Strike. Like, the ways you traditionally want to stop him, he has Trick Room to go. Like, he's like, all right, I'll get into Trick Room, use Torkoal and Trick Room. Yeah. I'll use Ursaluna and Trick Room. You know, like, oh, you want to stay out of trick room? I have my choice scarf, Urshifu. Yeah. However you want to touch my Iron Crown, I'm going to make it hard for you to counter it. And he got, like, the best counters to the counters of the Iron Crown, mm -hmm. and I can see why it does well. The no. way that team's built, it really covers all its bases. I agree. I think it's a really well-built team, and it's kind of what I was saying earlier, where it's you have the Iron Crown mode. You're not selling out for the yeah. Iron Crown, you know? You have the fundamentals of a really strong trick room team with the Ndidi, the Ursaluna, the Torkoal. But then you also yes. have the fast mode, like you said, where in and out of Trick Room, he is piloting on all levels and probably has either the faster piece either way if he's smart with how he positions that. And obviously he did very well because top 16 is nothing top to laugh at. So really, really yeah. cool. Yep. And then last, like, sort of, like, major call-out that I had. And not major call-out, but also to my own horn a little bit i said metagross would only be good with assault vest and yep. we see the top placing metagross mm -hmm. with assault vest i got the terror type wrong uh <laughs> Nebji joshi out with terra fairy but Canada, um, let's go <laughs> dude he then, balled out i was really happy yeah. for him it was really cool to see, to see. It. it was and it was cool to see such a like i mean who doesn't love metagross honestly like yeah. great design and everything so i i love to see that in top 16 but um now I kind of want to just transition to what you guys thoughts are going into like future regionals of like where you guys think the meta's headed i think it's always the first regional of the meta always kind of shows us like okay here's what everyone's initial ideas are and then it starts to centralize a little bit more based on those results and so then i think it starts to become a little bit more of a centralized meta curious on what you guys thoughts are on uh where that's headed i think we're going to see giraffes everywhere giraffes and the raging bolts I think both of those mons are going to increase in usage after this tournament. The giraffe, the giraffe, to counter the Dragonite Chen Pao stuff we've been seeing. The other giraffe, the Raging Bolt, because it just won, and people are going to realize, be like, oh, this thing is actually very, very good. No matter if it's a calm mindset with the Draco Meteor Dragon Pulse, mm -hmm. if it's the three attack with two electric types and one dragon type, like, oh, this thing's a real deal. So I think we're going to see a lot more long necks. 
in the coming days because of this regional. And then we're going to see stuff to counter that before it really balances out fully. I think we're just going to see a lot of like hard counters right now in the immediate future, more than it balancing out immediately. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, for me, I think you're going to start seeing the comeback of balance. And whether or not it's going to absolutely dominate Charlotte being the next regional, I'm not certain yet. But you are going to start seeing balance creep back into this metagame. We now have a regional. Yes, before we had online results to start calcing for things. But now we have a regional. We really now see where the meta is heading. And yep. seeing that on its own really makes me believe now that these balance believers, myself included, are going to look at this and say, okay, how do we just outbalance all of these hyper offense teams, this dozo stuff, this size spam stuff? They're going to find their answers for it. And balance, I think, is going to start creeping back into the meta. That's my call. Yeah, I think I'll make a kind of a mon call in that, like, I think that we're going to see... So I think the big story was priority spam. I honestly think that that yeah. was, like, a major takeaway that yeah. I had from this. And I think everyone's going to do everything they possibly can to have some sort of answer to the priority spam. Otherwise, I think they're just going to fold. And I think that's going to see in size in balance. I think that's going to manifest in a lot more among us. I think just having a bulky Mon that can eat a bunch of those hits, redirect attacks. And then next to like a flutter main next to something like that, next to gold Dango, I think gold Dango is going to, I saw, mm -hmm. um, even when, when instant comes around and it's a Mon that resists both types of gold Dango's attacks, you think, okay, maybe this is when gold Dango kind of knocks off, but, instant usage was less than normal and we saw the third place team um anton just use goldengo like masterclass. i think we're gonna see some goldengo usage back up i think we're gonna see people try giraffe although i do think it's notable that it was in top 12 of day one it's and we fraud. saw the party spam and it didn't make day two like top 12 you know mm -hmm. and so that's it's where fraud. it's a little bit interesting where it's even with all this priority spam is giraffe the answer i i don't know um and so I think we'll see people try Indeedy maybe on fast teams or like more of those iron, maybe not iron crown, especially, but something that, you know, um, we saw at top two at LAIC, you know, something like that, where we could see something um, that way. So I think we're going to see a lot of like, what are people's answers to priority spam? That's what everyone's going to be trying to find over the next two weeks. And I think that's going to be the big, big call for, okay, is it just going to be another priority spam team that bursts through and wins again um, for, Charlotte, or is it going to be something where people, someone finds an answer and really finds something that okay, you know what? Maybe I have my own priority spam. Maybe something like Riley's team or Joe's, uh, the team that yeah. Joe used. Where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do my own priority spam, but I'll have Amungus to soak up yours, your attacks. You know, and and that's just the way I'm going to go about mm -hmm. it. So, I think that's going to be the big question going into Charlotte is what do you have for for E speed, sucker punch, thunderclap, all that. Charlotte's not this upcoming weekend. It's the next one, yeah, right? I think we get another episode out before Charlotte, right? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Right before Charlotte. No. Yes. No. Maybe. Let me look at the calendar. Why? <laughs> We're recording on a weird day for me. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. We normally like... we normally record on the Monday or yeah. Tuesday, but uh, our whole schedule is on Thursday the eleventh. It'll be right it's after. It's not going to be the twelfth or the thirteenth, but Charlotte. It'll go out the eighteenth. No. This week is the eleventh. No. No. Yeah. No. We're going after Charlotte. Because this Thursday yeah, right is the 11th, the next weekend is Charlotte. So like we, we drop yeah. on the 11th. We, we have then the 18th we'll the off, because Charlotte is that weekend. We yeah. come back after Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. We'll get to see. Well, I'll be competing at Charlotte myself. Yep. You know, Tommy, you're not. Oh, so we'll have the winner on. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you have we have two chances to have the winner on, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, we have two chances, so. Oh, you're officially in, Ryan? I'm in, yeah, I'm in. Shout out to Jesse for for uh, for finding out the uh, the cheat code to getting down to the regional for free. Well, not for free, but for for a lot cheaper than it should have been. <laughs> love that, love that. Can't uh, Can I drop down? Think... Can I still sign up? I think signups are open. We're uh, currently at eight eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, we're at a lot. So I mean, like, let's let's try to get it over. What is it? Ten twenty four is the next kicker or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what the next knows. kicker would be. Yo, top five, <laughs> twelve CP. Crazy. You know what? Maybe I'll. No, I can't take that Friday off. I won't. I can't tell you. No. Oh. All right. Maybe I can. Uh, Maybe I can. Maybe I can. I'll, I'll ask tomorrow. Yeah. I'll find out tomorrow. Maybe we did we'll it. Do a we live convinced him to go. And Tommy to Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I wanted to happen. Uh, All right. Well, kind of, kind of, we can start to wrap it up here. But I know Tommy, you wanted the floor for, yeah. for a minute to kind of thank people. Yes. Tommy, can I cut you off real quick? I think there's one more one I yeah. really want to talk about. Oh, for yes. sure, for sure. Uh, yes. Incarnate. Where'd it go? <laughs> uh, Bronzong. Bronzong hard countered it on ladder. I'm <laughs> using Bronzong. Hard counter. I would get into end game. And, and then the whole world saw it and was just like, ah, nah, we don't need Lando I. Yeah, like it's not completely nowhere, but if you look at its conversion oh. rate and you had it used it... 23% in day one. Yep. Yep. Uh, wait, go for day two? <laughs> yeah, not in the top 12. It's just not there. It's it's just a little frail to a lot of this, uh, priority spam, unfortunately. Yeah, but it, yeah. Theoretically, yeah. I think it's, I think someone will, I, I think it'll still, it's still be good. around, but it's, yeah, I agree. Maybe a little overhyped. I just wanted um, to bring it up. I just had to yeah, bring it up. Well, I'm call, glad you call. did too, because, again, I've been having so much fun with, Bronzong on ladder on like the 1200s, the 1300s with Bronzong just hard countering Lando eyes. And I'll get like all my uh, iron defenses up for some Moonguses. And the end games will be like 25 turns of just Bronzong versus Moongus for the last 14. And if I get three turn sleeves and their pollen puffs crit, it's not good for me. <laughs> and it's just, oh my God. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. But um, yeah, no, I need to thank a lot of people. So since the last time we recorded, I think the last time I said, "Hey, join my little Christmas tour," uh, <laughs> my little we Christmas to it. Yeah, we ended up having 768 people join. Absolutely, like, I can't insane. thank everyone who supported. Um, I think we ended up donating over a thousand dollars combined to Toys for Tots. I know I was over 500 between like all the winners that donated money back, all the um, donations we raised for the Deli Bird teams. Uh, thank you to the judges. Thank you to Himmy and Nino for running the like booth and they had Slim on. Thank you to all my mods in the Discord that helped me run it smoothly. Thank you to everyone that joined the Discord and has been a positive member of the community too. Because from Thanksgiving this year to now, we went from 1,000 to over 1,400 members. And it's just like crazy to see the growth. And um, I, I got a lot of thank yous. And like thank you to everyone that helped me pull that off. And... um. It was actually really easy for me. I was joking. Wait, Ryan and Conk, you guys, well, it was the easiest tournament I've hosted ever, I think, because <laughs> I I outsourced everything. So I didn't have to do judge requests. I didn't, I wasn't like the official commentary booth. So I was just doing my own thing because Hemi and Nino were like the official broadcast booth. So like 
I just got to like chill and play Pokemon, which I haven't got to do in one of my tours in a while. So like just on a personal level, I was laughing a lot at that. Like I was like, wait, I really outsourced everything. Like I don't got to do anything. Yeah. Like it was really crazy to see how it all came together. And like I only heard positive things. We've sent out a player survey after. And most of the player survey was upset that we changed it from best of three to best of one. Sorry, not sorry. It's yeah. It went from a four to 500 person tournament to a eight to 900 person yeah. registration. Yeah. It, it, I, we had to do I, best I of think, one. I think it's the right call there, Tommy. I mean, you're never and going then, to, uh, one way or the other, someone was going to be mad. Someone was either yeah. going to be, oh, you changed it to best of one, I'm upset. Or the other side of the thing is, it was round four and it was midnight, I, you know? It was someone yeah, one way or the that. other was not going to be happy there, and I think you made the right yeah. call. It's just hey, what got I a lot ended bigger up than you expected. To do all of Top Cut being best of three, too. Mm -hmm. So we ended up making it top 16 instead of top 32 because that would have ended at 4 30 in the morning if I had top 32. Wait, 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 it was gonna, wait, time out. It was gonna be top 32 cut. Yeah. See, now, now I'm like, going to go fill out that form because I would have cut if you made it top 32 cut. <laughs> Should I have made it? Well, I think if we blow up that much for Pokemon Day. So the next tour I'm hosting is Pokemon Day also happens to be a Tuesday. And it also happens to be my birthday. Crazy. So, wow. yeah. That's, awesome. so, uh, That's pretty cool. Uh, it, I'm going to try to do something for that one. We already have $600 in prizing for that one. And um, we're going to okay. donate to the American Heart Association. Uh, we're going to try to do the same type of, like, crowdfund donations. So, like, we're going to make a donation link. I'll have more information in the next two-ish weeks, hopefully. And yeah. um, but I, once I saw that Pokemon Day and my birthday are... It, I knew it was the same day, but to see them both fall uh, on Tuesday. a Tuesday... Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, we got to do it big. We might as well. We might as freaking well. So, like, <laughs> thank that. you for everyone for the support. And, like, the next big one, we might do Top 32 and try to start an hour earlier. We could end it like around the same time because finals ended at 3 a.m. exactly. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's not too, too bad. You yeah. know, it's like we started at uh, 7 p.m. and we went yeah. to 3 a.m. So it was exactly eight hours. That's not bad for a 768 person tournament. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was proud of everyone involved in making that happen. Thank yeah. you to all the participants. Uh, I got to pay out one more person. He sent me his mom's. The seniors showed out. I paid four people's uh, parents. Yeah. <laughs> The seniors showed out. They, I, they were like, wait, my mom's got to make a PayPal. Wait, here's my dad's <laughs> PayPal. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, the seniors yeah. showed up and showed out. But um, I really can't thank everyone enough. If you joined or participated or tweeted or retweeted or just hyped it up or, like, anything, any involvement donated to Toys for Tots. Because, like, again, over a 1,000 in donations was really crazy to see. So now the American Heart Association. I think what I'm going to do, too, is every – sub or gifted sub that month i'm gonna give a dollar to the ah8 so like at the tournament at the end of the month i'll know how much i have to donate to because yep. it was really cool to see how much we raised for charity so now like let's try to do it again and see how much this community could raise for charity and keep doing it like that like let's let's keep being well, let's keep giving back if we're blessed yep. enough to have and um yep. I, I that's why i wanted to say thank you at the end and uh wanted to hijack this segment and get all <laughs> teary-eyed for a second awesome. And yeah. yeah, just thank you for everyone for being you and participating in this community and just being a positive influence on everyone around you. If you, you know, are participating in doing that, man, just show up with a smile on your face to these tournaments and battle and have fun. And I can't thank you enough. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really all I had to say. Yeah. Thanks to you, Tommy. Yeah, for, I was just, for just, about, I was just about to do yeah. that. 
I was just uh, about to thank awesome. the organizer. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, Hosting something like that, cultivating that community. Yeah. But like, it's just something that you've cultivated over all these Tuesdays, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's an event now. It's an event, right? It's, it's Tommy's Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday is Tuesday is Tommy's practice tours. That, yeah. That's what it I is. I think and I'm going to really take off the cap too. I was going to cap it at 128 for my sleep purposes. <sighs> Screw sleep. I think I might just uncap them and see how big we get and figure it out as we go. And just let the growth be part of the issue because we had over 210 registrations for what was going to be capped at a 64 person tournament. That's then I made it 128. Yeah. And then yeah. Nino was like, I'm going to host a tournament because there's too many registrations. Yeah. And I said, I don't, please, thank you. Like, take the overfill. Because yeah. yeah. I was talking to my mods, like, should I host a second tournament at 7 30? And then Nino ended yeah. up doing it. So, like, I might just uncap it because we had over 200 registrations on a Tuesday. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. I think that's going to keep happening. And you know it's just like, an appetite for battles now you know on that you, night which you know you could see. do tommy since it's just so, since like the whole concept is like tommy stewie's practice tour you could do it in flights so that's what i was thinking yeah. do it seven and then seven thirty flight and just do well, you can even keep them at the same time just have yeah. your flights and five rounds like you get let's say i don't know 128 you have two flights of 64 you know Cap the flight yeah. number of rounds and then just have the top eight from each merge into a top cut or et cetera, whatever oh, number that ends up being. Do that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It, well, if it's, then it would be the same amount of time because we'd have to wait for everyone to battle anyway, right? You know? Yeah, I, okay, that's fair. But I guess you could just keep... That's what my fl- mods were telling me too because yeah. I was trying to think of that same thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. would it be quicker if we did that, if we split it up into smaller tournaments? And they're like, it's the same amount of battles, even if it's a smaller tournament. And Unless like, you just split it into smaller tournaments and then didn't merge ever and just said it was yeah. smaller tournaments. Yeah. Like, oh, Tommy's Tuesday it's Flight really 1 cool. winner, Tommy's Tuesday's Flight 2 win. you know? Yeah. Then we would have to give Pokey Bro invites to all of them too, which I want someone from my tours. I want someone I gave the invite to to win the Pokey Bro Invitational too. By the way, I'm rooting for everyone I give an invite to to win the Pokey Bro Invitational. Like oh, that's man. what I'm doing selfishly too. Yep. Shout well, out Himmy yeah. and Nino, and shout out everyone else who gives Pokey Bro Invitational invites. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, this is like <laughs> online tournaments is what. Yeah. Like everyone got so much practice in Ragath for it and was able to go into Portland feeling a lot more confident, I'm sure. It exploded. So. It exploded yeah. before Portland. It's, I think yeah. it was the holidays, people had more time off. And they were like, I spent enough time with my family. Let me spend some time for me and practice. You know? Wait, you guys are spending time with your family? Oh my god. Yeah. All I do. BDC. 24 uh, seven. all right. Well, I'll we've gotten a little long, so I wanna get yeah. us wrap up. Okay, but, for real. Um, that was awesome, Tommy, and you know, thank you for everyone that's been hosting any of those online tours. It's just great to cultivate the community like that. So, really thankful for yeah. everyone. But, um, all right, well, we will catch you all after Charlotte. So, thank you everyone yeah. for for listening as always. Hope you guys enjoyed, and talk to you again soon. See ya. Love you. <laughs>